Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, bringing you tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby. I'm your host and founder of Women About Biz. I'm so excited that you guys are here with me today. Um, I am just having such a wonderful time on a mini vacation celebrating my 36th wedding anniversary with my dear husband, Robert, and we are in the beautiful city of Seattle, Washington, having just an awesome, awesome time. For those of you that normally listen via Facebook Live, I am not able to do Facebook Live, unfortunately, due to the internet frequency um, in our area here in Seattle. It's just not going to work for us today. And so hopefully everybody is getting on to the Blog Talk platform. So see, ladies, this is also another reason why it's a good idea to always have more than one way that people can hear you when you are broadcasting um, a podcast or when you're doing a, a live online um, event because you just never know when something just does not work. So again, I've been sharing with you guys that I am celebrating my 36th wedding anniversary, and I'm just so very, very excited um, that God has blessed my husband and I to have this many years in our marriage, and I just love him to pieces. He's my best friend, um, and he's the one that has helped me to do so much with women about this over this last 20 years. If it hadn't been for Robert, I don't think we would be as advanced technology-wise with our website and all the different things that we uh, have been blessed to do. So, again, um, a happy anniversary to my hubby and a shout-out to him. And, of course, I wanted to give you guys just – I wanted to kind of tie in my my wedding anniversary and just some things that – to share as far as marriage and business and those type of things are concerned and things that I have learned, which is so very, very key. Um, So the first thing I want to share with all of you, because there are a lot of women who um, have shared with me over the years that their spouses really don't like them being in business or uh, they have had uh, trouble or attitudes with their spouses when they have to go out of town uh, or that they have experienced a lot of different things. Um, and I've had women recently just share that their spouses have said, no, don't start a business. I don't want you to start a business. So let's talk about that just uh, a little bit. And why is that? What, what, what causes those types of feelings and emotions to actually come out? Um, you know, when uh, you tell your spouse or your loved one that you're getting ready to start a business. What what actually causes that? Well, one of the things I think is a lack of preparation. Um, when you're first starting a business or you're making a decision to start a business, I think it's very key to include your family, your your husband, and if your children are old enough to discuss it with your children and to and show excitement, but especially with your, your spouse, Um, I think it's very, very important. Here's why. It's because you need to keep that person informed and let them know how this may impact 
the family, how it may impact the relationship, how it may impact the family. Because when you start a business, and I think this is sometimes what a lot of women don't get, and it took me a while to understand it, but when you start a business, you birth a business just like you would birth a child, you know? And just like the, uh, a new child in the family is going to impact the family, it's going to impact the dynamics of your relationship with your spouse, the same thing is going to happen when you birth a business idea. Um, and in many ways, it's even stronger because um, excitement you a lot of places that you had no anticipation of it going. And when you're excited about starting a business, it, it kind of goes up into first place there. Um, and sometimes things can get ignored, including your loved ones, your spouse, your children, um, whoever you might be dating. It can get, they can get ignored. And so you have to be very, very careful about this, but especially for the spouse who, you know, contributes financially to the household and you may be working a full-time or part-time job or you may be um, home managing the household um, this can be a, kind of a shock to the family system. And so one of the things that I think is key is, first of all, having your written business plan and showing your spouse that you are very serious about starting your business and showing your spouse how you're going to be making money from the business I think is very, very key, okay? I remember in the early days I talked a lot of, to Robert about um, being excited about the business, and I talked to him about all the things I wanted to do with the business, but I don't think at times that I actually showed him this is how I planned on making money. Um, and so that can be, you know, you'll have your spouse with a big question mark like, okay, you're doing all these things, you've got a lot of stuff going, but I don't really see any money coming into the household. And it's not just about the money I think that our spouses are looking at, but it's like where is the fruit? Where is the fruit of your labor? And so, again, I think it's really key, first of all, to realize that your spouse loves you and that you love your spouse and you want what's best for them and they want what's best for you. And now if there's a situation where that's not necessarily the case, where you're, you know, you're having some problems with your spouse before you started a business, there doesn't seem to be support there, there well, you know, it's not because of the business, there's a whole other a shift going on that you will have to give attention to and take care of and figure out what's happening there, right? But as far as business is concerned in a healthy relationship, it's going to be key for you to always inform your spouse of what's going on. And I can't talk enough about that and tell you, you know, just how important that that really is because if you don't, guess what's going to happen? what's going to happen is that you're going to have a spouse who feels that you are taking time away uh, from him and he's not going to like it at all. And as a result, um, you're, you're going to cause problems where there doesn't need to be problems. So you need to let yourself know ahead of time through your business plan, sit down with your spouse, show them your business plan because they may have ideas um, to contribute. The next thing that I think is very, very key is you do need to have a common schedule. So if you're working a full-time job, this is where it puts a little more added stress onto the, to the family dynamics because usually, you know, if you're married and you have kids, there are a lot of different things that are going on. You, you know, you have to cook. Uh, there's, there's some domestic stuff that needs to happen. And then, of course, 
um, the business needs attention as well. And this is where I think it's very, very key that you come up with a schedule that is going to help you to calm all of that down. Because when you have a schedule, the family can get used to a schedule more than they can you working two hours one day on the business, three hours another day, um, and you're just kind of jerking the family time schedule all around. So you have to be very careful about that as well. Now, if you have older children, 14, 15, 16 years old, even 12 and up, I think it's key for you to understand that you can get your children involved with helping you with chores and duties that you normally would be taking care of yourself, whether it's setting the dinner table um, whether it's cooking more casserole-type dishes, coming up with um, uh, a weekly dinner schedule, uh, and getting the kids involved with helping you with cooking. Um, I think that's very, very key. Make it very exciting, taco night, spaghetti night, different things like that. And I think it's even important that you look at, especially when you have um, children, I think it's important that you look at creating a family night as well. If you can just carve out one night per week, your children are going to really enjoy you spending time with them, playing games, not watching TV, mind you, but playing games, sitting down, talking, and they're going to anticipate family night. Even if you have to switch nights for family night, if you can get them on some type of expected schedule, they're going to really appreciate you. And you're not going to hear complaints like, Mom, you're always working. Mom, you're, you've got to go out again. Mom, Mom, Mom. So, again, if you have children that are 12 or older, get them involved um, with you in the business. Now, I can say when my daughter Ashley was smaller, she was involved at a very early age, maybe about eight or nine years old, because she loved uh, office work. Maybe that's because she hung out with me um, and watched me do that a lot. But probably around eight, nine, ten years old, Ashley started asking me, can you show me how to type? Can you show me how to file? Can you show me how to do these different things, Mommy? So I would always show her how to do those things. And as a result of that, she's a very fast typist and very strong administratively, so she's always able to get these incredible jobs because of the skills that she has. So it can, it can pay off for you if you involve your family, okay? Very, very key. And the next thing I want to say is that I think it's important for you to have some type of support structure um, because your family loves you and they want what's best for you, and it's great talking about this is what's going on in the business. But what I can say is that when you're excited, you tend to talk more about the business, and so you don't want to wear it out with your husband and with your kids. And so what I recommend is that you also find um, a business support or social group that you can go to once a week, once every other week to connect with people, to share, um, you know, share your share your business techniques and resources and different things like that. That's going to help you to kind of calm it down a little bit and not talk about business as much because your family is going to want you to talk more about them, right? They're going to want to know what's going on, want you to know what's going on in their lives. And so I think that's very, very key. And in reference to husbands, I think something that's very important that we don't pay enough attention to, and I think that um, our husbands need attention. We give our kids attention, but we don't always give our husbands enough attention because we think, hey, they're, they're grown. 
you know, they're grown up. They should understand. I shouldn't have to tell this person that I'm doing this, that, or the other. They should see me doing that. But, ladies, I do want to remind you, right? I do want to remind you that if the shoe was on the other foot and our husband was taking away time from us to run a business, we would be complaining, right? And I, I something tells me that we would have even more of an attitude. So we have to be very careful and mindful with our spouses and make sure that we're giving them the attention. So just like there's a family night, is there a time that you can break away for your husband once a week, every other week, a date night, uh, to show your husband that that things aren't going to change so much where you're still not going to give your husband that type of attention because, after all, it's communication that builds for a better relationship. And you can't communicate if you always have your head in the business. And these are things that I'm still learning to this very day Um, and some things that I know that I need to work on as well because things change as your business grows or as you see that you need to improve on different things. It requires more time with you. Again, you can't forget that you have a family and that you have to um, balance yourself. And so that's what I want to share with you as I move into this 36 years um, of marriage and um, you know, I can honestly say it hasn't seemed like 36 years. My husband has to keep reminding me, baby, we've been married over three decades, so this is why this is not this way anymore because we used to be stationed in Seattle, Washington, and um, or in the Seattle area in a small town called Bremerton over the waterway. And um, I, when we went to visit Bremerton, I kept saying, this is no longer here or this should be there. And my husband kept saying, honey, we haven't been here for 30 years. And I'm talking like we were just there last year. So, you know, um, he has to remind me that we have been married for quite a long time, and what a blessing uh, that that is. Well, our theme all this month during the month of April is productivity power, something very close to my heart, something that I had to learn the hard way, and something that I'm hoping that many of you um, will not have to learn the hard way, right? Um, A key that you understand that in order for you to be the best CEO that you can actually be for your business, uh, productivity is everything. It's everything because productivity has to do with your workflow, your time management schedule, how you're actually balancing yourself, um, your communications with your customers, and your automated system. It has to do with everything. And oftentimes what I find is that there are a lot of what I would call things that fall through the crack. And a lot of times it falls through the crack because we are not being productive enough. We are not understanding how we need to have a better schedule and how we need to automate things more. And so today what we're going to be talking about is automation and, again, how automation um, can help you to, in my opinion, how it can, can help you to 10x your business, right? Um, there are many people who still don't understand the power of automation, and because there are a lot of people out there who don't understand the power of automation, um, they tend to still do everything manually. And as they do it manually, guess what happens, right? Um, 
they allow a lot of things to fall through the cracks and nothing gets done. And so, again, I, I just um, – I just want to make sure that all of you understand that we're doing this topic all this month on productivity because being a CEO of your business, being a leader of your business requires you to be not only a leader but the type of leader that your business needs. And that's a huge difference, ladies. I want you to understand that. And it's is key, is pivotal, because I have a lot of people that tell me, well, I have strong leadership skills, and when I worked the nine-to-five world, you know, I was a supervisor, I was a manager. Well, trust me, business is totally different, because when you are a solo entrepreneur and when you are the leader of your business, you have three roles that you have to play, right, ladies? Those roles are, do you guys remember what they are? Labor manager, entrepreneur, visionary, CEO. You're playing three roles that can cannot be dismissed, um, and those roles have to be played at all times for your business. So as a result, I think it's very key for you to understand how productivity should play a role in your business. So the first thing, um, the first thing I want to say is this. The first thing that I want to say is that thing that you can dismiss. You may already notice that there are certain things you can't get done. You may already notice that you forget some things, um, things fall through the cracks, that you don't have a time management planner, and that you really don't have a workflow, meaning from the time you start working on your business until the close of the business hour, what it is that you should be doing and in, in, all in between. And so it's very, very key that you realize that productivity has everything to do with your workflow. Is tied into your workflow. So we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit, and I'm excited that you're here with me today um, on Successful Woman Radio as we, again, um, discuss all throughout the month of April, Productivity Power, and today, of course, we are um, handling the subtopic of automation, automating your business. So I want to go ahead right now, though, and I want to give you the five questions of leadership and authority again. Five questions of leadership and authority. Um, these are questions that I came up with for this this year um, because they are very important questions to help you get into that leadership role. And for those of you that uh, listen to the show, you may remember that I talked about the fact that, you know, there could be several reasons why businesses fail and why businesses don't do well on a lot of different things. But I have come to the conclusion, the decision, that leadership is the number one reason. There, there could be some very valid reasons that fall all up under that leadership category and things that may not be going on. But at the end of the day, leadership is at the top of the of the checklist as to why a lot of businesses fail or why a lot of businesses are not seeing income coming in. Um, I want to be transparent and let you know that lately I have seen more money come into my business because of some things that I am doing, right? The first thing that I am paying attention to are, well, let me just give you this. The first thing I'm paying attention to is marketing, okay? The second thing I'm paying attention to is asking myself the question, what type of leader do I need to be for my business? And the third thing that I'm learning is, again, going back to that old phrase that I share so often that my grandmother taught me, which is you can't say yes to every good thing. You just can't. You can't 
fit everything in. You're only one person. You're only going to be able to do so much. And so with that said, I'm going to go right into the five questions of leadership and authority. Here's number one. Am I clear on my role as the CEO of my company? There's still a lot of business women that are not clear on their role of who they are as the CEO. And one of the reasons I believe is because you can't just keep something in your head and think that just because you've heard the word CEO or chief executive officer, just because you've heard that word that you understand um, exactly what that means. No, you need to understand what it means for your company. And so, therefore, I want to strongly encourage you that if you don't have a position description for your business today, I want to strongly encourage you to make that a priority this week to get it done, okay? And what the position description is is that you look at your business and you say, what type of leader does my company need? What do I need to know every week, every month, every day for my business? What type of reports, if I were to hire somebody from the outside to come in on my business and take over and I was chairman of the board, what would I want? that person to provide me in the way of reports to show me that my business is healthy, that it's going to be okay, and that it's making a profit. What type of reports, right, sales reports, marketing reports, lead generation reports, what type of reports am I looking for? Um, And as you are coming up with your position description, what I would recommend that you do is that you bullet point it. Okay, the same that I recommend for when you write your business vision, just bullet point your position description of what is it that you should be doing daily, what should you be doing weekly, what should you be doing on a monthly basis. Two, number two in the five questions of leadership and authority is what are my business priorities? That's the first thing you should be asking yourself every morning as you enter into your business, your first business hour. Um, is what are your priorities. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I recommend is that you don't just dive into your business and start um, doing the business of the day with your customers and clients before you have actually had a bird's eye view over your business to determine what the business priorities are. And so many people have a tendency to do that in their business. They just wake up and go to it. And they don't know they don't know what's a priority. They haven't checked various reports or anything to determine what they need to tackle for the week and for the day. So again, this is one of the reasons why I say every Sunday evening is a good time to peruse over your calendar, to um, to take into account what your goals are for the month or the week, and make sure that the activities outlined. Is schedules are actually relating to the very goals that you're trying to accomplish because I'm telling you, if if they're not, then you automatically know that you're not going to get those goals accomplished, right? And I have been there, done that, you know, until it just dawned on me one day as I was, um, you know, as I was trying to ask myself, you know, why am I not accomplishing these goals at the end of the week? Why am I not seeing money come into my business? Um, and it dawned on me because, all of the activities in your calendar have nothing to do with the goals that you're trying to accomplish. Even if they were different tasks that were important, they didn't have anything to do with the goals that I was trying to handle that very week, right? And so this is why asking yourself questions and questioning is, is like one of the biggest skills that you can have as a CEO. 
knowing how to question yourself, knowing how to actually coach your own self into understanding what your business needs and gaining clarity through questioning is a very, very big skill for you as a CEO. So, again, priorities are key, and you need to know what they are. Here's number three. Do I have a bird's eye view over the following areas? My sales, my tasks, my daily workflow, my marketing, my follow-up, and my goals. Do I have a bird's eye view over all of those things? Because this is very, very key, okay? Here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping me to execute my daily workflow, okay? In helping me to execute my daily workflow. Now, what does that mean? If you guys remember, a power team is really your support team or it's a, a group of individuals who are normally professionals and have their own business most of the time who can provide you services um, that cover some facet of your business and that you need. So this could be an administrative virtual assistant. This could be a virtual assistant that only writes articles. This could be a, um, a website virtual assistant that knows how to you know, maintain and upkeep your website. This could be a graphic designer. This, this could be an attorney or a CPA or different people that you need on your team, right? And so that's what a power team is all about. But you can't wait to assemble a power team when you need those services. You have to be able to evaluate your business, um, and you have to be able to know what type of individual um, or services you are going to need in order to help your business to move quicker, in order for you to accomplish your goals faster, right? So it's very, very important for you to assemble your power team early on, know who those people are, find them, have their phone numbers, have, already have talked to them about how much it's going to cost you, whether it's an hourly or whether it's a flat fee retainer. You should know all of those things so that when you need that service, you can um, get it started right away rather than having to call everybody saying, do you know somebody who can do this? Do you know somebody um, who can do this or that? So again, Having that power team in place before you need them um, is important. The other thing is having a power team in place doesn't mean that you have full-time workers just sitting there waiting for you to give them something to do. And that's why a power team is so absolutely love the concept is because usually these individuals are contractors. They have other projects that they're working on, but when you need them, you can call upon them and they can be available to you, Right. So very, very important. So that means that when you don't need them, you're not using them and you're not having to pay. That's the beautiful thing, and um, it really can be probably one of your saving graces as you look at growing your company and moving your business forward. Last but not least, number five in the five questions of leadership and authority is, do I have a delegation system in place? to activate my power team. Again, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Listen, ladies, um, you can have a power team all day long, but without a delegation system, without you providing the right type of instruction, without you holding individuals accountable, without you personally following up and following through, then even the best of projects are not going to come to fruition. So delegation is key, 
And you want to delegate. You do not want to advocate with just a handover. You want to assign with follow-up, right? Very, very key. So there you have it, five questions of leadership and authority. And remember, you're the CEO, so you have all control and all power uh, to execute to execute policies and rules and regulations and workflows and different things in your business that's going to help your business to grow, right? So get to it. Go ahead and uh, exercise your leadership authority and do the things in your business that you know um, you need to do in order to make things pop and happen uh, to generate more income, right? Absolutely. It is 9.29 after the hour. We're going to have somewhat of a short show today uh, simply because I am uh, uh, vacationing and um, I just wanted the opportunity to come on and make sure that I give you guys some encouragement for the week uh, and let you know some things that you need to be doing for your business. So um, this last few minutes of the show, I'm going to go ahead and talk about automation and how important automation is because uh, there, there have been questions about automation over, um, over the last, I would say, six months, even more so as people are talking about automating their business um, and what, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to automate? And uh, am I already automating if I have an e-marketing system in place? You know, what is it that I need to be doing? And so I want to just share with you what automation means and why is it so very, very important. Now, for the average micro or small business, automation simply means to um, utilize the um, small business tools, online tools, in order to do repetitive work. Uh, that you normally would do manually, um, you have automation tools that will do that for you. So, for example, you can preset e-newsletters, you can preset uh, newsletters or emails that you need to go out to your clients or your customers, and instead of you having to go in there, especially if it's the same kind of email or e-newsletter, you can you can set those things ahead of time and then schedule it with a timer and not have to worry about it. It's going to automatically do it. Uh, you can have an autoresponder tool so that every time someone becomes a new customer, you may want to stay in touch with that person more so than you normally do in your general e-newsletter. So therefore, um, you are going to responder emails over the course of a month. And so a person may not get an email every day, but you may say, I want to set 10 emails um, to go out over the course of 30 days. And so it may be like day one, day three, day five, you know, day nine, day 12, or what have you, and so on. Automation allows you to do that. And there are a lot, most softwares these days, uh, I would say a lot of them, already have automation tools built in um, so that it makes it easier for you to do that. Now, one thing I will say is that most of the email marketing systems like MailChimp, Constant Contact, AWeber, they all all now have autoresponder systems attached to their member features. And so if you are using those types of services, then you probably need to familiarize yourself with their autoresponder tools, right? But there are some other types of um, automated 
systems that they have also, and it's called automated workflows. And so let me see if I can explain to you what an automated workflow is in a marketing type of way. So say, for example, you're selling a product, um, and if that person clicks on the button to review the product itself, then the system is automatically, if they click on the button to review the product, if they buy the product, if they click on the purchase button, for example, then that individual um, is going to get a different set of emails as opposed to someone who said, no, thank you, I don't want this product, I'm interested but don't want the product at the time, that person may get a whole other set of emails. So automated workflow um, allows you to be able to build a, a responder process based on what a person is clicking um, off of your website, whether they say, yes, I want the product, or I'm interested, no, I'm interested, but not right now. Uh, whichever button they click, it's going to set off a whole other automated workflow that's then going to send them different types of emails. If a person purchases, they'll get a whole other type of email than the person who doesn't purchase. So that's what a, a workflow is, is that through autoresponder systems, you can design workflows. And that's why they're so absolutely incredible. So you can have an automated workflow for almost um, any type of repetitive task that requires you to electronically communicate with a customer, you can have that. And you're going to start seeing over the course, I would say, of this, the rest of this year, you're going to start learning and seeing just how out a lot of what we would think advanced technologies are. Uh, I was just reading recently while I was sitting in a bookstore, I was just reading some information about how chatbots are beginning to take over um, email marketing, right? Um, and the reason being is that we live in this world of instant gratification on both ends, whether it's the consumer end or the business owner end, and we want things to happen fast. And what chatbots, C-H-A-T-B-O-T-S, what chatbots allow you to do is chatbots actually respond to the customer right away. So say, for example, on your website, you you may have this pop-up on your website that says, hello, I'm Jane, how can I help you today? Well, that's usually a chatbot. And what the chatbot uh, has are different definitions, keywords, terms, and information already pre-programmed to be able to answer the most common questions about your business products or services and um, the chatbot can even push out and take people to different pages based on the options that they select. Now, there are chatbots for websites. There are chatbots for your Facebook uh, and Twitter and social media. So there are chatbots for almost everything now. And what is happening, and I want you to pay attention because you're going to hear the word chatbot a lot. Chatbots are beginning to take over, and they're becoming the new automated system for marketing. And large companies are already using chatbots. You know, you've got the big, big guys like you know Amazon are using chatbots. Even Netflix uses chatbots. Um, and you may have even gone to someone's website where, um, right when you come on that website, to the far right hand bottom corner 
um, a pop-up screen comes up and it says, hello, welcome to my website. How can I help you today? You know, again, these chatbots are making it um, easy for you to provide customer service even when you are not physically available to do that. And that's why they're so popular. But chatbots also eliminate, and, and this is the one thing that I really like, the chatbots actually eliminate several steps in a marketing funnel, okay? And what that means is that the chatbots get right to the business of asking the consumer that's visiting your website, what product are you interested in? What service are you interested in? And once they put in that service, the chatbot can automatically bring up information. They can offer discounts to them to get the service right then and there. They can even offer a complimentary consultation and have the person to sign up and get scheduled right away. So chatbots really eliminate a lot of extra steps in the process of you um, closing the sale with a lead or with a prospect, okay? And so chatbots are actually incredible. So for those of you that have um, websites and you have a WordPress website, um, you definitely want to go and take a look at the plugins that are available for chatbots. As a matter of fact, I believe there's a free WordPress chatbot that is available. If you go to Google and you type in free WordPress chatbot, C-H-A-T-B-O-T, you will find that there are a couple that are available. Uh, if you have other types of websites and somebody is managing your website for you, then you want to have a conversation with your webmaster about chatbots. I would say don't just automatically get on uh, computer today and buy a chatbot system and try to implement it. I think it requires you to have some information, and I think it requires you to take a few teleclasses or webinars to really get a full understanding of how a chatbot can work for you. And then I think it, then at that point you need to write out your system of how the chatbot is going to work, and then you're going to have to come up with all of the content, the keywords, and all the information that you're going to need to implement the chatbot. However, ladies, I'm giving you a heads up. You better pay attention Chatbots are going to be, or they are currently right now, the next biggest thing in technology and automating your business. And so you want to definitely get ahead of the curve and automatically look at a chatbot and use it. Very, very important. You know, I was looking at another um, information website that uh, this gentleman was talking about, the fact that he believes that marketing and business is just a huge dynamic circle and that we're coming all the way back around through automation and, and um, Internet marketing. We're coming all the way back around to direct mail. He says that direct mail is now picking up um, popularity again with direct mail postcards, direct mail information. Why is that? Because People don't get as much junk mail as they used to get in their inboxes um, because of the Internet. Now we get more junk mail and spam mail in our inboxes on the Internet than we, you know, than we did um, before. And so as a result, that's, that's saving those people who are sending all of that email and junk mail money from not having to mail it directly. So what that means is that there's a quiet Space in the U.S. mail system now where we can send direct mail, postcards, and different things like that, and people are going to see it because 
people are not having as much problems with junk mail anymore. So now direct mail is going to be picking up. So again, he believes that we are we're continuously going in a in a repetitive circle with marketing. And so just pay attention to what's happening with marketing and how marketing can impact your business as the leader and CEO of your business. That's very, very, very important. So what do you when you realize that you are behind the time and you need to automate your business, what do you first need to do? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is evaluate. I don't think that you need to jump into anything because jumping is not going to help you. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to evaluate automation, okay, whether or not your business actually needs to be automated. So with that said, write a list of things that normally need to get done in your business daily, weekly, and monthly, okay? That's the first step. Um, because if you don't know what those things are or if there are a lot of things that need to be done but you're just not doing them because it's only one of you, you still need to write it, okay? You still need to write it down and you still need to know what they are. Once you write all of those things down, now you can go and look and see what type of software can do um, multiple administrative tasks that you have already listed, okay? And that's very, very key. Once you know that you have certain things that can be automated, there are different things that you send out that can be automated, all of that, then it's a, a shoe-in. You can now go and look for um, the type of software to fulfill that need. So I'm just going to remind you of, of, of a few things that you might have um, a need for or that you may be doing that probably can be automated, okay? I'm going to start with one that's very key and that is lead generation, okay? Um, lead generation is one of those definitely be automated. There's a lot of automated sales and marketing software out there that are already designed to collect leads from online resources like your social media, your website, your incoming emails. Um, and so, you know, if you need to generate leads and if you have a website that's already out there with a compelling offer where people leave their names, phone numbers, and email, that the form that they use to complete, the form that they use to complete can automatically go into an email marketing system and, and into a workflow, okay? So lead generation, okay? Well, what about reminders, different things that you need to be doing for different customers, things that you told them that you would send or, or email them? Well, that could be an automated customer relations manager or better known as a CRM, okay? CRMs help to improve your sales and marketing process. They have workflows. They have automated email systems, autoresponders. So a CRM might be what you need, okay? Very, very key. Um, if you need to send out e-newsletters on a weekly basis, um, then you can have an email marketing system in place as well. Some systems have like a seven-in-one automated system process where they have all of that in one software, which can save you money. So, you know, basically what you're going to have to do is set some time up to really go look at some different softwares. On next Monday, I'm going to bring about 10 different um, softwares that you need to look at in order to automate your business. So today I want to set the foundation for understanding what automation actually is. 
and why it is that you need to automate your business and why, why it's really, really so very, very important. So these days, you can be a solo entrepreneur and you can automate your business and be somewhere else while your business is still being ran through the automated process. So that's what you need to know. So for this week, ladies, before Monday of next week, because next week I'm going to give you some different types of automated softwares that you may want to take a look at. This week, what I want you to do is I want you to sit down and write out um, different things that you do, repetitive tasks that you normally need to do daily, weekly, or monthly, and determine whether or not they can actually be automated, okay, from time management to customer responses um, to e-newsletters to lead generations. I want you to really give a thorough evaluation of what it is that should be going on daily, weekly, and monthly in your business and determine whether or not it should be or can be automated, okay? And don't forget, I also um, wanted you guys to definitely look up chatbot, C-H-A-T-B-O-T. Chatbots are really uh, going to be taking over um, a large portion of automated processes in small businesses with websites uh, or with social media accounts, and I, I need you to take a look at that because that's what's being used, and you're going to hear more about it, Okay. Well, that's all I have for right now. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show today. Uh, I I already started getting uh, text messages with people saying happy anniversary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I'm here in the beautiful Seattle area. If you have never visited Seattle, definitely it's a place that you need to see. Um, On behalf of Women About Biz, I want to wish you an abundant and a productive week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.